I know I can. As Ghostface just told you, this is the first episode of the Fay All Day podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Fay. Let me go ahead and address the elephantitis in the room once again. Elephant in the room. So, yes, the show is no longer Outsiders of Horror. It is now Fay All Day podcast. I made the decision of just staying solo, not because I have to, because I want to. Thank you to the people that have reached out and have offered their services to join me on the show. I greatly appreciate it. But I think I'd rather just give it a go myself so I can do things on my own time, my own way, without having to worry about anybody else. Now, with that being said, Farmer made his decision to leave permanently. Wish you the best of luck. And I'll just leave it at that. Because people appreciate when you don't air out dirty laundry. But with that being said, you're always welcome back on the show. Now, will it always be me alone? No. I'll find special guests, whether they're just friends, celebrities, etc. I won't always do the show alone. Because I would like to mingle with the people. Maybe do some live streams, what have you. Because while things change, things also stay the same. But also, you may notice during the intro, different little audio inserts that weren't all horror. While this show will predominantly still be horror, I also just want to talk about pop culture in general that I enjoy. Whether it be just movies in general, sports, wrestling, that's about it that I'll probably talk about. I'm leaving all the politics and bullshit at the door, except for maybe a little quirky joke here and there. But matter of the fact is, I'm just going to talk about a little bit of everything. That's another reason why for the name change. Not only because it's, I wasn't going to just change to Outsider of Horror, singular. That sounds stupid. Then I wanted to change it to Faye All Day Podcast, because that's a name that's already been attached to me for a while. 
And I just want to talk things in general. But yes, the horror will still be here. Now calling this episode 1 instead of episode 79 I think we were on. I'm not going to do that. I'll change the name. I know other podcasts out there have completely done a facelift themselves. But continued their episode count where it is. I, I just don't want to do that. I mean kudos to you but I'm not going to do that. I'm actually even going to just drop the number of episodes all together. So as I stated this is episode 1. You can keep track from here on out. Uh, and it's not going to be more just picking one or two movies a week and then filling in the rest of the show with random shit. It's just going to be a general topic that I feel like discussing that week. Like this week's general topic is just going to be spooky season. That's right, it is October. It is officially spooky season. And I just wanted to talk about spooky season in general. From the movies that we watch, the nostalgia that we experience the different haunted attractions, etc., so forth. Just spooky season shit. But before I get into that, uh, I was fortunate enough to be hit up by email from a movie studio, a Num Films. I probably should have wrote that down. Sorry if I got that wrong. But distributed by Troma. Yes, that Troma. Toxic Avenger Troma. Uncle Lloyd Troma. That Troma. They sent me a special screener to talk about. For their uh, new movie, a new sequel, Slashning, The Final Beginning, is a sequel to The Slashning from 2015. And, uh, yeah, if you're unfamiliar with the first Slashning, you can go check it out on Troma Now. It's also available on iTunes and Amazon. Which, just a quick review of the first one. Uh, it's... Quite funny. I mean, it's just straight-up slasher. Group of girls at a house. It's a killer. Killing off a lot of pizza dudes. Right off the bat, let me tell you that. This is the first one, so I'm allowed to do a few spoilers, I would say, right? Maybe not, so I apologize if I'm not allowed to do any spoilers for the first one. But I'm pretty sure that this movie holds the record for most deaths to pizza delivery boys. Uh, and, it, and it's pretty wacky. Nine times out of ten, when... A movie, like a, a low-budget indie, tries to force the comedy onto you like a rapist. I generally don't find it funny because I don't like forced humor. I don't like it when it's clearly not natural. I, 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 just, I don't like forced comedy, I guess. No forced penetration for me with the comedy. But that being said, this movie's actually pretty fucking funny. Uh, there's even one scene where the girl's describing what she's going to do with a penis and just the sexual encounter to ensue. And I was in tears from laughing so fucking hard. Uh, also, the original music in this movie that gets remixes in the sequel that I'm about to talk about, it's fucking great. I mean, it's making fun of like pop music. Um, and it's hilarious. It goes along with the movie well. And then they remix it for the new one, The Final Beginning. And you can hear a little bit of that music right now as it plays to the background of the trailer for Slashing, The Final Beginning. Welcome. I see some new faces here and a few old friends. But we're all here for one reason. To heal. Together. They just picked everyone off one by one. 
material or otherwise. So yeah, that music, uh, it's it's easier to understand when, you, when you're watching the movies, because it does go with the movies. And then in this sequel, Slashing in the Final Beginning, there's even a song, I'm pretty sure it's titled Hey, because that's the only word they say throughout the whole thing, but it's still pretty fucking catchy. Uh, hipsters unite, because I'm pretty sure you're going to love this song. So, spoiler free review time. Uh, right off the bat. Have you ever heard of this thing called uh, docking dicks? Dick dick docking? Not tick-tocking. Dick docking? Unfortunately, I have. (laughs) Uh, I've heard about it watching a Jim Jeffries stand-up special. And it is when when somebody's penis is uncircumcised. They get with a penis that's circumcised, I believe. If you're familiar with this, let me know and correct me if I'm wrong. But the uncircumcised penis, he unrolls his, oh, what the fuck is the the fucking meat curtain, the uncircumcised, the foreskin, there we go, the meat curtain, the foreskin over onto the circumcised penis, and they kind of get off doing that, it's called docking, like when you dock a boat, and they're connected, and I guess that's a thing. Well, you know, like I said, this is spoiler-free, but let's just say that a joke towards docking, dick docking, docking dicks, whatever they say, it's in the movie, it's, it's, in, the, it's in the beginning, along with a bunch of other stuff, because, you know, we have a classic cold opening, and it lets you know in right off the bat what you're getting into. Um, like I said earlier, I absolutely loved the first one. Excuse me. It was a good time. Very hilarious. All day approved, for sure. This one, while there's areas that kind of stretch out too long and can kind of lose your attention, this, too, also has jokes that surprisingly worked for me and I found it very hilarious. Uh, it's pretty dark. I gotta warn you. I mean, it's trauma, so you should know that it's probably gonna be pretty dark with... Humor is about the deaths of sons and auto rackification jokes, shit like that. Uh, and it works as long as you are not a sensitive a hole like a lot of people are these days. Pretty damn funny. Uh, like I said, the music is fucking great. Uh, I'm definitely not allowed to talk about the ending at all, and I'm not going to. But it was quite the interesting ending. All I will say, because it's not a spoiler, is uh, Uncle Lloyd makes an appearance in the movie. And he, and he plays, a, a, I guess, a small part in the conclusion of it. Good old Uncle Lloyd. Lloyd Kaufman. You know, head of trauma. So like I said, while there are some troubled areas, 
This too was quite the fun film. It is all day approved, just like the first one. Uh, it's not quite as good as the first one, in my opinion, but definitely te recommend checking out both of these movies. Uh, which, I already told you where you can find the first one. The second one, it's already shown at a few virtual film festivals. Uh, like, just recently, the Milwaukee Twisted Dreams Festival. It showed on October 4th. Uh, Mr. Holhead's Warped Dimensions Film Fest was September 27th. Uh, and then a big one, good old uh, Tromaween in Queens, New York at the Bel Air Drive-In. Uh, on October 29th, they will be premiering, well, they'll be screening the movie, slashing final beginning, in case you haven't heard me say the fucking title already. Uh, they're going to be showing that at the, yeah, the Bel Air Drive-In in Queens, New York, so... If you're in that area, uh, go check that out along with all the other fun shit that, that Troma's putting on for Troma Ween this year at the drive-in. Should be a good time. We know that we all can get out and have a good fucking time. Man, I got the burpees. Uh, then they'll be doing online screenings December 11th as part of Phoenix FearCon. And they'll also be part of the South African Horror Fest, which the dates are to be announced. And there's more online screenings and drive-in screenings that haven't been announced yet. You can always find them on Instagram, Slashing the Final Beginning, or their Facebook page. I'm sure you can just search Slashing the Final Beginning. And yes, first movie on Troma Now, Amazon, and iTunes. So check it out. And big thank you to Troma and Anun Films for sending me the screener. thought that was really cool, and I'm glad I did, because these were not duds. So, thanks again, Troma. Okay, now while earlier I said while things change, things say the same, I got some recent watches for you, okay? Uh, it's just real brief. Um, I recently watched the uh, Maniac, uh, both the OG and the remake with Elijah Wood. As many of you probably know, the first Maniac is a very good, very uh, disturbing film. Great performance by dude, I don't remember his fucking name right now, but he was in Rocky. I mean, great. It's classic. Uh, and then the dreaded R-word comes in. Remake. But this remake is fucking good. I, I actually kind of maybe possibly prefer it to the original. Uh, Elijah Wood crushes it in this. Um, the cinematography is a lot of fun. Usually, like, when they do too much of one thing, it, it would drive me crazy because they do a lot of the POV from Elijah Wood's point of view. But it works in this movie. And I really enjoy it. So if you haven't seen the remake of Maniac, check that out. And then I rented a movie called Becky with Kevin James as a neo-Nazi. Uh, serious role for Kevin James. Quite surprising. Um, this was a pretty fucking wild movie. Uh, the chick, Becky, is a little girl. And uh, she's uh, pretty fucking batshit crazy even before the crazy shit starts happening. So... When bad shit starts happening in her family, shit gets triggered, and this girl's getting body slammed left and right. Like she's like in a full fledged WWE match. I mean, and it, it's really just it's it's been compared to like I don't know Home Alone with gore. I could kind of see that because I mean it is this girl battling like this this group of thugs, but and the gore is really good by the way when we do get some gore. And Kevin James is really good as a neo Nazi. Like uh, has me a little worried there. But overall, it's a fun movie. I dig it. Uh, you should check it out. 
I I do recommend it. That too is uh, all day approved. It is available for rent through all your different renting platforms, your video on demand platforms. So yeah, that's really good. And then I watched the classic House by the Cemetery. Not much to say about that one. Just an old good uh, horror film. So yeah, there's that. I think that's on Shutter. Maybe it's on Prime. Maybe it's on both. And then I went and watched Fade to Black. I've already seen this movie before. It's on Shutter. Fade to Black. As I'm watching it, I'm like, man, this movie could really use a Blu-ray release because it is still the old grainy VHS type shit, which I'm not into. Sure enough, a few days later after I watched Fade to Black, they announced that it is going to be released through Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, it is available for pre-order now uh, through a package deal, which I'm not going to do because I don't want the other movies. But then they're telling me that in November they're going to sell Fade to Black by itself too. So I will definitely be jumping all over that because it is a fantastic fucking movie. And that is my recent watches. And I will continue to do recent watches just because it's a, it's a nice little filler. And it's nice to know, uh, it's nice to talk about what I've watched and what I thought of it. And while I don't have a counterpart to tell me what he's watched, I wouldn't mind hearing from you all. So please, uh, feel free to just fucking message me sometime and just tell me what, uh, what you've been watching. Or uh, maybe you watched something that maybe I haven't heard of because I'm not as underground as a lot of you are. So if you see something that you think I might like, uh, shoot me a sh- slide into my DMs and, and let me know. And I'll watch it and I'll get back to you. Now on to some announcements that they have made for new releases coming this month on demand because, you know, COVID is preventing us from going to the movie theaters for the most part. Um, one announcement, The Witches is dropping on, what is it, HBO Max? Yeah, HBO Max. I, want, I was almost at Disney Plus because it kind of has a Disney feel to it. HBO Max, uh, starring Anne Hathaway, is a remake of the old Angelica Houston movie from my childhood, The Witches, where these boys get turned into rats, and there's a whole coven of witches, and some of the most terrifying images of my entire life came from that movie, when they're removing their faces and spazzing out, and, and there's just some creepy-ass fucking images in that. It's a good movie. A lot of people love it, and rightfully so. And surprisingly, a lot of people that love the original are also really excited for this. Well, in the trailer, it's a little heavy on the CGI. I'm going to definitely check it out, too. Uh, I mean, it's Anne Hathaway. She she is a talented actress. Um, I'm not really excited about the CGI rats because they just didn't look that great. But overall, I'm just I'm willing to... I'm ready to see what they do that's different from the terrifying original. Um, surprisingly, a lot of you are excited for it, though, and that's kind of awesome, because a lot of you don't get excited for remakes at all, so definitely be checking it out. Now, the one that is getting a lot of shit, a lot of poopies on it, now, why did I just fucking say poopies? Anyways, that would be The Craft Legacy, the sequel, not the remake, the sequel, at least that's what they say, to The Craft you know, with Nev Campbell and Fruza Bulk. Uh, very popular uh, cult hit from the mid-90s. Yeah, that's dropping on... What was it? October 28th. On oh, fuck. What was it? Prime? It's dropping somewhere. I mean, I'm going to watch it. 
I'm gonna do. I'm gonna watch both of them back to back. So I'm gonna watch both the witches back to back. Um, it's not really bothering me like it is bothering a lot of you because I'm not the biggest craft fan. While I think the movie is, is you know, it's 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 good, I guess. But I'm not gonna be offended if this remake doesn't do it justice, or if this sequel, excuse me, doesn't do it justice and doesn't follow up right. I'm not gonna care. But I'm still going to watch. I'm still going to give my opinion on this lovely podcast of mine. So, yeah. Craft Legacy, October 28th. The Witches, October 22nd. Something to look forward to that's new. Along with those new movies I've talked about in previous episodes of The Outsiders. Uh, with the Amazon Prime movies with Blumhouse. I'm really excited for Black Box, which I'm probably going to watch right after... I get in recording this because it is past midnight on the 6th. So I'm not really sure what time they drop ship. But hopefully it's on. And I'm going to watch it along with maybe the other movie that is being dropped today. But I can't remember which one. Because there's two being dropped on the 6th and two being dropped on the 13th. But yes, new shit for us to look forward to during COVID era. The pandemic era. Now speaking of some of the nostalgic movies from my childhood let's talk a little nostalgia halloween time movies i mean obviously obviously hocus pocus is always going to be in there on everybody's list everybody's it's got to be it's hocus pocus there's no way you don't like that movie Um, if you don't like that let me know so i can argue with you but Hocus Pocus is fantastic from Sarah Jessica Parker being the hottest she has ever been in her entire life. She has never or will ever look better than she did in this movie. Jesus Christ. Uh, Bette Miller is fucking hilarious. Uh, Kathy... <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce her last name. She's fucking hilarious too. I mean, come on, screaming at the baby on the TV, that shit's funny. Uh, now, a movie that often gets compared with it, like people ask, which one do you like more, Hocus Pocus or this one? Why the fuck are you getting comparing these two? Now, the movie I'm talking about is Halloween Town, which, guess what, is my overrated pick of the week. Oh, man, going a little old school flavor with the overrated pick of the week. Yes, yeah, Halloween Town. Why, why is that so hyped? I mean, I understand nostalgia. I do. I definitely get it. I love it. Like, I'm talking about it right now. But Halloween Town is not, It's there's nothing really good about it. The cab driver is fun, and his awful jokes are fun. But n- other than that, nothing really sticks out for me. And just for uh, shits and giggles, so people are like, well, you go watch sequels. I watched the second one, wasn't into it. I'm just not into the whole Cromwell Witch storyline, and I don't know. There's just, it's not a lot of fun to the to these movies. So Halloween Town is definitely fucking overrated. Hocus Pocus, on the other hand, though, needs to be on everybody's list. I don't care what you say. Another one that needs to be on everybody's list is The Addams Family and Addams Family Values. The great movies from the 90s uh, with Christopher Lloyd and Christina Ricci, all them. Uh, so good. So much fun. So much better than the original TV show, the old black and white TV show. That show sucks. I am not a fan of Addams Family. Uh, the old TV show. I am a fan of, of Munsters. The Munsters excel far, 
far, far beyond Adam's family. So much better. Long live the Munsters. Fuck Adam's family. Besides his movies. Besides the two movies that people love. Uh, there was a third one called Adam's Family Reunion. I have not watched that yet. Maybe I'll watch that here in a little bit if those Prime movies aren't on. Uh, then there is the brand new one that came out. What was it? Just last year. The animated one. Finally just watched that last week. Good fucking God. What a piece of shit that movie was. That shit was boring. I fell asleep and I finished it the next day where I fell asleep just to make sure that that I didn't miss anything that could have possibly made the movie better than like the first half of it was and nothing made it better. It just there was nothing Adam's family really about this. Uh you could tell they played it safe with a lot of the jokes, shit like that. Uh and it has an amazing cast. I mean, the voice acting across the board is a hell of a cast and but they completely missed the mark on this. Hopefully they don't do a sequel because it is undeserving. And if they do a sequel, hopefully the people that were the voices uh, try not to kill their career by doing another one. Because they all have good careers and they just need to stay away from doing that shit again. That's for sure. Uh, but probably my favorite childhood nostalgic Halloween movie that's a big title, uh, is good old Casper. Casper the friendly fucking ghost and his crazy fucking uncles. I love this movie. It is so good. I remember watching it in the theater in my local hometown when I was a kid. And then I remember taking my son when he was like, I want to say four, five. They showed it again at the same movie theater, and I got to show him that. Which had one of those touching uh, father-son moments where he stood up in his little chair and hugged me and thanked me. Because he was having a good time. Oh, my heart melted. But yeah, it's just, Casper is, it's hilarious. It's very impressive, uh, visual effects-wise, too, for its time. Uh, watching behind the scenes of that movie, I remember watching that. And they just, they, they do a killer job with... Uh, with everything. Uh, it's not so impressive now. Because everybody can do that kind of shit. Just now with, through their fucking Snapchat filters and whatnot. But for 1995. Which it is the 25th anniversary. Because I recently just got the steel book. From Best Buy. Uh, yeah 25 years. So 1995. Uh, still holds up. Still great. Still makes the girls go aw with the. Can I keep you? Which. I mean, yeah, okay, that's sweet. I can see how that could be sweet. Uh, hell, I've just sent that as, as a gif. And girls go, oh, yes, you can keep me. And then they leave. But still. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Casper is probably top of my list for my childhood movies for Halloween time. And there was a lot of them. I mean, shit, like all the ones I listed were all around my childhood in the in the 90s. So, there's that. Now, a lot of people watch Ghostbusters during Halloween time. I disagree with that. Um, while it does have ghosts and shit like that, it just doesn't have enough of a Halloween vibe for me. Uh, it's more of like a summertime watch for me, the, the Ghostbuster films. All three of them. Yeah, I even like the female ones. If you don't remember, I like the female Ghostbuster movie. Uh, but what do you think? I mean, do you think Ghostbusters should be watched around Halloween time? 
let me know. Uh, another one that bothers me that people watch around Halloween time, Gremlins. Dude, come on, that's a Christmas movie. That is not a Halloween movie. Yes, I get that there are creepy little gremlins, little monsters. I understand that, but the movie screams Christmas throughout the whole thing. I did get to watch this at the drive-in with Misty and my son, along with Beetlejuice. That was a great experience. We got to watch that in October, uh, three or four years ago. Can't remember how long ago. But it was one of the best days of my life. Uh, but yeah, the two movies they showed were Beetlejuice and Gremlins. And while that was, while I'm grateful to get to see that at the drive-in, it's it's a it, it's a Christmas movie. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. That's not even up for debate. Gremlins should be viewed around Christmas time. Plain and simple. Now on to the Instagram poll that I had. A fun debate that I like to have often because I'm surrounded by females, particularly females, that are obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas. So I asked on the Instagram poll, is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie? Or a Christmas movie. The final results of that were 67% of you said that it is a Halloween movie. Usually I agree with you guys, but not this time. I'm on the it's a Christmas movie side of things. And here's excuse me, and here's why. Well, I get that it's Halloween Town. Oh, not Halloween Town. Whatever the is it Halloween Town? Oh God, that 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 just sucks right there as it is. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, you got Jack Skellington. You got the big, huge Halloween theme of part of it. Uh, So, yeah, I could see how, you know, this is Halloween. How that could make you just go, this is a Halloween movie. I know most of you wanted to say it's both. But I didn't give you that option. Sorry, pick one. And, like I said, 67% of you said Halloween. So, while I understand that, I think it's a Christmas movie. Because it is a movie about discovering the town of Christmas. Discovering the holiday that is Christmas. Jack Skellington seeing the joy and the love and the bright colors. And just how wonderful Christmas time can be. And he tries to introduce it to his dark, decrepit, same old Halloween type of shit year-round. Which I know to all of us sounds great. But uh, this movie is more about celebrating Christmas, introducing Christmas to a whole new world. Not to quote Aladdin there. But yeah, and I just, I feel like more of the songs are more uh, Christmas, like Kidnap the Sandy Claws. And and what's this? What's this? But speaking of the music, have you ever heard the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas Revisited album where they took popular bands and just big names and had them uh, cover all the different Nightmare Before Christmas music. Some of my favorites, my three favorites probably on there is not Marilyn Manson's uh, This is Halloween, which a lot of people love. I dig it, but it's not my favorite. I love Amy Lee's version of Sally's song, Amy Lee from Evanescence. She just has that, that gorgeous voice. I understand that she's the rumor is that she's kind of a twat waffle. But she has an amazing voice and she crushes Sally's song. Uh, another one I love is Kidnap the Santa Claus by Korn. 
because I, I loved Korn, I loved their sound, and this just, they, they took Kidnapped the Sandy Claws and turned it into a Korn song, and it just, it hits right, and it's really fucking good. And then finally, probably my favorite one of them all, though, is uh, Rise Against singing Making Christmas. That's, that's just, I don't know. I just love that song. It's great. It hits great because I love Rise Against, and it's a good time. I love listening to it around Christmas time. It's always on my Christmas playlist. And so, yeah, if you haven't checked that out, I'm sure the album is on Spotify or iTunes, all that shit. Uh, I highly recommend checking out that album if you like Nightmare for Christmas at all. So, yeah, check that out. And Nightmare for Christmas, it's a good one. For me, when I watch it, though, I don't watch it around Halloween time or really Christmas time. I watch it in November because the way I see it is that it's a perfect, perfect connector. It's a perfect bridge from Halloween to Christmas. So I'll watch it sometime in November, probably around Thanksgiving time because, I mean, Thanksgiving sucks. Sorry, but it does. At least now it does for me because... It's a family holiday, and when families either die or disband or whatever, not a whole lot goes on for Thanksgiving. And not a whole lot goes on for me for Thanksgiving anymore. It's mostly just turkey sandwiches and football. Which, it's fine. It's no big deal to me, and I get the day off. It's a day off every year. so. But, yeah. So I'll watch Nightmare Before Christmas sometime in November as a nice little bridge between the two holidays. And yeah, that's about it for uh, family nostalgic movies that I have, that I've written down. And then of course there's, you know, the adult movies that we watch. Which, this is the time of year I will force myself not to watch a lot of the classic horror movies until around this time. Like The Exorcist. Uh, and of course the Halloween themed movies like Halloween with Michael Myers. Uh, if you don't recall, my three essential Halloween movies to watch on Halloween are Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Great fucking movie. I don't care what you say. Fuck Michael Myers. I don't care that he's not in it. Stop bitching about that. Get over it. It's a good movie. Give it a chance. Next one is Night of the Demons. Just because it's, it's a fun 80s movie that's based on Halloween time with, with costumes and just crazy shit like, you know, lipstick going in titties, whatnot. Uh, and then my absolute top Halloween movie is Trick or Treat. Good old Sam and his little burlap sack head and his bag of candy with the switchblade candy blade. Uh, the switchblade, what is it? Exacto knife candy bar. We'll call it that. The Exacto bar. I just made that up. Whatever. And his lollipop that he bites and kills with. Uh, great marketing. I mean, there's only been one of those movies, and you see Sam shit everywhere every Halloween. And rightfully so, because he is Halloween. Not Michael Myers. Sam from Trick or Treat is Halloween. Because if you don't follow the rules of Halloween, he's going to kill your ass. You don't get more Halloween than that. So leave your jack-o'-lanterns lit. Uh, always check your candy. You know, all the basic fucking Halloween rules. Do it, or Sam's gonna get your ass. Alright? But yeah, then, you know, there's all the other old classics. Um, I'm drawing a blank on a lot of them right now. Like Hellraiser, the Halloween movies. What else is there? 
Elm Street, I watched November because that's the anniversary of Elm Street, surprisingly enough. Uh, but yeah, you, you, you get what I'm saying. So the, the movies that we buy nonstop merchandise for, I watch once a year, and that is in October during the spooky season. So yeah. What are some of your movies that I have not listed off? Because like I, I just completely brain farted on even a bunch of titles. But what do you watch during the month of October that maybe you don't really watch all year round? Or maybe you're just one of those people that will watch the same fucking movies and October is no different than any other time of the year for you. Me, I like to purposely try to make it different. So that's why I'll hold off on watching the movies. Because as much as I love Trick or Treat, I only watch it once a year. And I'll usually watch it twice in the same day. Because I do love that movie. Now, I, I would say the worst age for Halloween season... And just Halloween in particular is a teenager. Because you're in that awkward in-between to where you're too old to trick-or-treat, too young to legally party, drink, do the adult Halloween costume parties, shit like that. So Halloween can get kind of shitty. I know it kind of got shitty for me. Uh, But with my love of horror, that that love for Halloween was always still kind of there. And then when I got older, the love came back. And now, just like all of you, I am obsessed with the Halloween season. The season of the witch. Uh, some destinations that I'd love to visit. Really, there's only one. Uh, not now, because of COVID. Fuck you, COVID. But I'd love to go to Salem, Massachusetts one of these years for Halloween. Because, I mean, that town just goes fucking... From what I understand, that town just goes ape shit for Halloween. And, you know, you got the Salem witch shit that you can do the touristy shit for all that. Uh, they, I guess they have a huge Halloween parade, etc., etc. All sorts of shit that you can do for Halloween. I'd love to go up there, grab a friend or two, and go up there one of these years for Halloween. You know, not waste my time in some fucking random cabin in some shit state. But actually go to Salem, Massachusetts... And do that whole thing. And there's a couple friends up there that I wouldn't mind uh, seeing as well. Um, another thing I'd love to do around Halloween time would probably go to like Universal's Halloween Nights or whatever it is. Uh, I always hear that's a really cool time. As much as I don't do haunted attractions, which I'll get into here in a little bit, I, t- I still think that'd be a good time. Yeah, just to go to like the Universal Studios and do that the, the haunted Halloween shit. And then I'd love to go visit famous movie locations around Halloween time for other different horror times. Uh, like, you know, the Myers house and uh, where they filmed, you know, like Hocus Pocus, which I think is in Salem, right? Yeah? Okay. Um, just different various uh, horror movie locations that have taken place. I would love to do that sometime in Halloween. But yes, back on to the haunted attractions. Okay. Exciting for a lot of people. It's not exciting for me. Don't really care for them as an adult because I've seen too many movies to where you know there's really death going on in the haunted houses, or it's it's an easy way to kill somebody because people think it's just part of the show. Stupid, I know, but I just, I don't like to be in person scared. I'd rather get scared watching something on my TV. So I'm not, I'm not a fan of the haunted attractions. I used to go when I was a kid. One experience I remember the most when I was a kid, I've, I've told this story before, but I'll briefly tell it again. It's 
this haunted house, or more like a haunted apartment area or something in the town that I grew up in. Um, so I'm waiting in line with some, with I think some family and some friends. I can't remember exactly who I went with. But I'm probably eight or nine years old. And I'm talking to the lady that's keeping the line organized, keeping everything in check while we wait for the next group of people to go through the house because they would section them in by groups. So before it's my turn to go in there with my friends and family, uh, I'm talking to the girl. Is this really scary? Trying to be all tough. I'm like, it's not going to be scary. I ain't going to be scared. She's like, well, I had some kids run out and, and cry. I've had a terrible of them. I'm, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. So we get in there and we sit in this room and there's these people sitting in these chairs and they play this story for some fucking reason just to try to hype it up. That was pretty boring. That was stupid. I oh, we're just going to sit here and listen to stories. Huh? And then we start going through and it's your basic shit with the strobe lights and people like, you know, pulling out intestines of bodies and random jump scares. And, and then shit just started getting more fast paced and there's hands going through the wall like through... Uh, spandex type shit like freaky shit and there's just so much going on and it all just starts happening at the same time and i freak the fuck out and once i see that exit i book it out there i'm screaming crying bawling like a little bitch i remember seeing the lady that i was telling her we scared she saw me she of course could not help herself but laugh i understand i would have laughed at the little fucker too <laughs> so yeah that kind of fucked me up a little bit Haunted attraction I did love, though, growing up, that was really a staple in the town that I grew up in, and it doesn't exist anymore, which is sad. But they used to do a haunted hay rack ride uh, every year through a local park. It was a good-sized park, you know, enough to where you, you ride through the hay rack ride. It's about a 15-20 minute experience. Uh, you know, just random spooky shit while you're riding on the back of this trailer, sitting on top of haze while sticks of hay are going up your ass, but it is what it is. It's small town Kansas. What do you expect? That was always a good time. Uh, and I actually got to be a part of it one year. Uh, me and my best friend growing up, we got to be a part of it. What we did in the haunted attraction was we had this baseball bat that was a sponge. And before each uh, go around of the, the hayride, my buddy would dip it into water. And then I'd come running out of the bushes screaming, Help me! He's gonna kill me! Shit like that. While well, I, I chased down the uh, the hayride and the people were right on the back. And then I get up next to it and then my buddy chases me down and he hits me with the bat and the water splatters all over people. People loved it just because, you know, it was kind of a physical interaction with the, with the show. Uh, so people really got a kick out of that. But me and my buddy quit about halfway through than when we were supposed to. We didn't even finish that because we got bored. We were kids. We were ready. We wanted to go do something else. We were tired of doing the same shit over and over and hearing people, oh, go get me. We were little fuckers. But yeah, that was a fun experience. And that was a fun thing that you waited hours to do in the small town. But it was cool. And it should come back. It, it really should. Uh, then, you know, I've done random, like, you know, Fields of Screams is another haunted attraction in the Wichita area. I've done that where, you, you know, you're walking through the woods or whatever, and there's random shit. I'm sure they're not as scary right now because of the whole social distancing, and I'm going to scare you from six feet away. Ugh. Shit like that. But uh, I'm just not a fan of the haunted attractions. Well, I do them, yes. But friends have to convince me to do it, and I have to trust the friends. So... And I don't trust too many of my friends. So yeah, I probably won't be doing them anytime soon. 
But I, I, I get them. I appreciate them. I'm glad they exist. People get excited. It gets people hyped up for Halloween. And anything that will hype up Halloween is cool in my books. All right. And to kind of almost to the closing of this episode, I will talk about the fucking weather. The beautiful fucking weather that a lot of us get. Not everybody. I know there's a lot of jealousy out there. But here in Kansas, we get that nice, crisp, cool, breezy air. Below six degrees. Nice jacket weather with the, the all the trees changing different colors. The leaves falling. I love to hear the crunch of the leaves when I'm walking to like work and shit. This is a time to... I do not even want a car. I love walking during the fall, during October, during the perfect fucking weather, which we usually get here in Kansas. Last year it snowed on Halloween, which was fucking bullshit. But for most most years, we get that beautiful, ideal fall weather that you see on TV. And I absolutely love it. It's one of the very few things I love about Kansas. And yeah, that's probably one of the only things I can tell you the reason why you need to come visit Kansas is in the fall. Weather's awesome, man. With a lot of open fields and shit like that, we have some cool, like, haunted attractions and other various things. So, I'm not trying to plug Kansas like a great place to visit during the fall, but it's really not that bad either. There's worse places. Like, you can go to Florida or something. Well, I guess they have Universal. You can go to Texas. Nothing cool in Texas in Halloween time. (laughs) That's for fucking sure. Uh, So, yeah. And at the beginning of the show, when I talked about how I was going to talk about various pop culture things, I know a lot of you are not wrestling fans and definitely not sports fans. So each week, if I want to talk about that shit, I'll save it for towards the end of the show. So if you feel like you want to turn it off, go ahead. And now would be that time. But October is also my favorite month, usually my favorite month for sports. Because usually this year is different because we got the NBA Finals going on right now. The Stanley Cup just ended. Uh, football, you know, is at its normal time. But usually we're getting ready to start hockey. We're getting ready to start basketball. All while spooky season's going on. And I fucking love it because I'm diehard into my Oklahoma City Thunder and my Dallas Cowboys who fucking suck balls right now. Jesus Christ, that was the worst defense I've ever seen in my life. Uh, But yeah, my Dallas Stars who just lost in the Stanley Cup. One of my teams finally made it to the championship, and they fucking lost. It's all right, though. It's been a while since my one of my teams have even gotten a participation ribbon. So I'll take it. But, yeah, and it's just, you know, good old football season. And, yeah, fall sports is where it's at. Fuck summer, because all you get is baseball. And that's boring. So, yeah, there you have it. The first episode titled Spooky Season for the Fay All Day podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you come back. Uh, I will get better as time goes on. I'm learning. I am progressing. I'm working even on my voice and speaking more clearly as I talk. Okay, I'm working on various things. If you have any suggestions, if you'd like to even come on the show someday, let a brother know. We'll fucking talk. We'll work some shit out. Whatever. And yeah, no animosity towards anybody else. Whatever. Uh, 
like I said, I'm enjoying doing this. And it's even suggested by my therapist to do this too. Because I was actually going to quit podcasting. But I'll say it. My therapist told me that I should uh, keep going. Because it gives me something to distract myself with. So really, you're listening to some some suggested therapy. <laughs> but it is what it is. I enjoy doing this. I had fun putting together this episode. Uh, it played out a lot better in my head. But it was still fun. I hope you found some things that you enjoyed out of it. Uh, for the next episode, uh, it'll be kind of similar as I'll still talk horror, talk recent news and shit like that. But the main focal point is we are going to revisit a lovely little wrestling pay-per-view called Halloween Havoc. Going to talk the various uh, matches, memorable matches, and <laughs> what you'd like to forget matches. Uh, and yeah, what's crazy is that... Um, after I decided I was going to do a Halloween Havoc Revisited, they announced that Halloween Havoc is coming back for October 28th. NXT is doing it. So I was like, devil horns in the air, fuck yeah, Halloween Havoc. I hope they do the cool like sets and stages, which I'll get more to in the next episode. So if you're not in wrestling, but you know somebody that is, tell them to tune in next week. Should be a good time. Like I said, I'm just going to do the general shit that I usually do too. So with that being said, thank you very much. I had a good time. I hope you did. I will see you next week on the Bay All Day Podcast. Check you later.